Hello there and welcome back to Running the 615. This is your host, Drew Jones, and you are listening to Episode 8. Let me tell you about our guest today, Margie Stoll. At the young age of 60, Margie decided to try something new, so she signed up and ran in her first race ever. The Memorial Day 5K here in Nashville was the race that she chose, and to call her running a career a success since that day would be a huge understatement. That was almost 20 years ago that Margie ran in her first race, and she has been running races and winning them ever since. I tell Margie a lot in this episode that she is a really good runner, and you all know by now that I really enjoy repeating myself in this podcast, but the reality is that Margie is a great runner. She is one of the best runners we have in the state of Tennessee, and as you will hear, for her age group, she is one of the best runners in the world. Here are just a few of her accomplishments. She has over 100 state records in Tennessee for races that she has ran in from the one mile to the half marathon. Those are races that she has run between the ages of 61 and 78. In 2014, Margie was elected into the USA Track and Field Masters Hall of Fame. And in 2015, she ran in the 1500 at the World Senior Games and placed third. Margie is very kind, Margie is very sweet, and she is also completely upfront about the fact that she loves to compete and wants to do her best. They did not have competitive sports options for girls when Margie was growing up, which is something that I learned. Running has always appealed to Margie, though, and she said that running makes her feel like a kid again. Margie is very simplistic in her running and in her life, and she is the perfect example that running is something you can do your entire life and that it is never too late to start something new. I first met Margie about 10 years ago when she would come out and participate in Fleet Feet Speed Sessions, and I have been following her running career with amazement ever since. As I have said before in this podcast, my only goal with running has always been to be able to do it as long as I can. Well, Margie is absolutely a living example of that goal. When I first reached out to her about joining me on Running the 615, she wasn't quite sure what a podcast was. I'm very thankful that Margie agreed to come and talk to me and let me interview her. I love speaking to her. Margie's story is very inspiring. And much like my guest on Episode 7, Roy Tamez, after listening to Margie talk, it instantly makes you feel good. I know you'll feel the same way after listening to this wonderful lady speak. Thanks as always, everyone, for listening in. Please remember to promote this podcast to your friends and family and on any social media platform you have. Happy New Year to each of you. Here we go. Episode 8, A Living Legend, Margie Stoll. Margie, thank you for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. We're going to talk about your running career. Are you okay with talking about you today? I guess so. Okay. okay. That's going to be the main talking points is going to be about you and your running. But I first met Margie with Fleet Feet Speed Sessions when you would come out and do track workouts. And we've stayed in touch over the years. I've seen Margie at a lot of races. And again, I think Margie has a really neat story. And I appreciate you coming here to share it with us. So we're just going to start off from the start of your running, Margie, if you don't mind. Just tell me when you first started running 
running and kind of how running became a part of your life? Oh, dear. Well, actually, I've always liked to run, and I would go out and run just so I could eat that extra cookie. But when I turned 60, and I'd always seen the Tennessee and used to have every Monday a little article about the weekend's race. At that time, this was back in, let's see, 19, well, let's see, almost 20 years, well, when I turned 60, so that would be, be 1981. No, it couldn't have been. So let's see here. You, you are currently... Oh, 2001. 2001. When I yeah. turned 60, right. I decided, well, I'm going to prove to myself that I'm not too old to try something new. So I told myself I would enter the first race I saw. And so my birthday's in the end of May. And the first race then was the cemetery race that they have every year. Out by the Nashville Sounds where they used to play back exactly. there? Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it started out at race. the old stadium. For sure. So I, w- I went there. I didn't know what to do. I just kind of looked to see and follow people around what they were doing. And I signed up and I just got in line and f- ran the race and didn't know where how far to run. But I, I kept running and finally I ended up you know through the cemetery and ended up and I did it. And I thought, well, at least I didn't. they didn't have to pick me up and put me in, in a grave as I finish by. <laughs> At least so, I'm not going to be staying here right. the entire day. Right. <laughs> so that's a 5K. That's I've, a 5K. I've actually run that race before. And that was, you said that was the first one that it's you kind of put yourself race. out there to right. do that race. Right? Uh-huh. When you were growing up, you are from where? Lombard, Illinois, Lombard. which is a suburb of Chicago. Gotcha. Okay. When you were growing up, did you play sports or did you do any running when you were, when you were growing up in Illinois? Well, actually... You asked a good question. I, even back then, I liked to run, and I was really you know we'd go out for recess and we'd have running games, and I, I loved it. And I you know I kind of kept up with the boys. Right. And then when I was in eighth grade, there was a girl, an older girl, actually her name was Mary Novak, who had was a really good good speed skater, and in the summertime she would just. She got a group of us together, all all eighth graders, and we. She act. I don't know how she learned how to to train, in track, but she had us out there, and we would go to track meets in Chicago, and I mean I loved it. I really just loved it. But then that was just one summer, and that was it. And I still have a guilty conscience. I was in the relay, and I, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I was running second or third, and. I finished my 100 meters or whatever it was, and I didn't know what to do, so I cut across into the infield, mm-hmm. and I ran into you know, the oncoming Another racer. Running, so yeah. we were disqualified, oh, and man. I felt bad for, you know, I felt bad all these years. That was in eighth grade? That was in eighth grade. Man. So you, you, as far as running for the track team or anything in high school, you didn't do that, but you, you always just enjoyed running, or you did run? There was no such thing as track. Oh, wow. There was no... Nothing for girls at all, except, yeah. for, except for the tennis team. And I did play on the tennis team, but and that was only the senior year. But yeah. no, we, did, we didn't have any, any extracurricular sports. Yeah. So you knew that you loved running, though, from, yes, as, really from when you were uh-huh. running as a kid. You uh-huh. just, that, the feeling of actually uh-huh. running and turning your legs over was something that you, mm-hmm. you enjoyed from the first time you ever did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how old were you when you moved from, did you move from Illinois to Nashville? No, let's see. Well, of course, I went to school in Missouri, and then I got married, and we lived in Philadelphia, and then then we were in Washington, D.C., and that's actually where I started running. Uh, I think that was in the, let's see, the late 60s, early 70s, 
and where the running boom started. And I would, again, just go out, and we lived right behind the Iwo Jima Memorial, oh. and I would run and run through the cemetery. What's the name? Arlington Cemetery. Oh, Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I just, I just did it. I didn't, but I, you know, I didn't enter a race till thirty years later. Right. We're then, already seeing a theme here, Margie. If you see a cemetery, you feel like running. I mean, that's just that's that's what it is. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Maybe when I die, I'll get up and run out of my oh, casket. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So you running is just always something that you've been drawn to. Uh, although you. for you, you know, I didn't realize that for right. a long time. So when you were running in Washington, though, you just ran, you know, whenever you had the time to do. Uh-huh. but didn't necessarily run in actual races, uh-huh. correct? Uh-huh. Right. So you're in Nashville and you see the newspaper articles of race results on Monday and you decide to do it. That was almost 20 years ago. You've been running since then. And I've seen you run not only on the track doing workouts with Mark Miller and Flea Feet Speed Sessions, but I've seen you at the Boulevard Bowl and running in races. Do you feel like that first race you ran in way back in 2000 out at the, the Nashville Sound Stadium, that was kind of what got it started for you to keep going then from there? Oh, yes, definitely. In fact, then, then I, and I did I win my age group then. Yeah. That was uh, 60. So then I decided... I would keep on racing. I said one race a month, and then I just, and then about the end of the summer, a friend told me about you know maybe you know there are coaches who do it. So I went to the Y, and Bob Lunsford, who I don't know, do you know? I did do you, for sure. Did you much re- more remember? by name? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he, I don't know why he took me as, as a runner. But I think it was mostly as a ch- challenge. Good at it. No, he didn't really know it, but right. he did take me out to the track and just see me how I ran. He, and he said, "said Well, I don't know. Just keep running. I, I, I'll I'll train you." And so yeah, he didn't really have any any advice except. Just keep, keep running. Doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So do you know? So I started working at Fleet Feet in 2008 and immediately started helping Mark out with speed sessions. I feel like you did that for several years, right? Out yes, of CPA uh-huh. for for a lot of the summer speed sessions. Uh-huh. You were out there, and and by then you were already in full swing, even competing in in the senior games and and traveling to to do races. That was already happening then, correct? Uh huh. Right. So what do you know? What the first year you ran in in any like actual games where you were running on the track and actual track meets? Well, the first time I went to the senior games, in fact, actually, yes, that's right. I was playing tennis. This was in when I just turned 60 also. And if I remember correctly, it was the same year that I turned 60 and I saw a sign for the Tennessee Senior Games, and I signed up for the track. I didn't know what I should try to sign up for, so I signed up for everything. I'm going to try all of them and see which one I like the best. Yeah. Right. And it was MTSU were the words then, and and I did um, do everything. I mean, I did. In fact, I for the hundred meters, I did remember that you were. There was something that you were supposed to, you couldn't put your hands, your hands were either supposed to be behind the line or right on the line. And I couldn't remember which from, you know, from eighth grade. Right. So I asked that and. Like, where do I put my hands (laughs) other than that I'm ready? (laughs) Yeah. So what, what do you think it is, Margie, about running when, when you think about the races that you've run in and just the times you've done it? What is it about running that you like the most or you feel like you've always been drawn to when you're out there doing it? 
you can forget everything else. That's exactly what, I mean, that's an easy question for me. Yeah. Although sometimes, and you solve problems. And I like to run by myself in training. Right. And uh, you can think about things, even something like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Right. You can figure it's, out that things. When you're out there, you think better. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can you can clear your head, which is always a good thing about running, but it does, it seems like, I agree, I feel like my brain works better while I'm running and then certainly mm-hmm. immediately thereafter. So tell me about participating in some of these track meets that you've been in over the years. Do you have any that kind of stick out as, as some of your favorite? I know you've had a lot of success. You've, you've, you've won several races over the years at different games you've traveled to. Tell me about some of the things that you've done, especially outside of Tennessee. I know you've gone to run in different meets kind of all over. Well, I guess my, I'm most proud of is going to, it just so happened that my husband had to be in California for a conference and it was just like the same time that the World Masters Games were going on in Sacramento, California. Okay. And it only worked out that I could do the 1500. There was only one race before we had to go on to, to the conference. Right. So I signed up for that. And that was really a special thing. First of all, I walk, got there and walked in and saw, you know, Masters goes down to either 35 or 40. So all these really, really in shape people and then I said to my husband I'm not sure I belong here <laughs> but it was it was really a treat the the officials they were nice but they you know they treated you like real real athletes oh, sure. not not like 75 year olds oh you're a real and athlete. Th- th- it was very official but very nice and they understood that some of us weren't used to doing this all the time right was that 2015 or 2016 you remember when uh, that was let's see I was I had just turned 70. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that was back. That was a little bit further back. I know I've, I've seen some of the, I remember some of the texts you've sent me after some of the other games you've done, but you did more oh, events at some right, of those. But right. so that was, Sacramento was, was almost, that, that was, ago. this was the world of world, the world worlds. masters games. And you ran the 1500 and what, 15. what place did you get? I came in third, third place uh-huh. in the world, Margie. <laughs> Holy cow. I read the, uh, actually a woman, the record holders from Georgia, Jean right. DePrano. And then, and then there was this came in second was a, a woman from Australia, right. and we she and that before the race, you, know, you don't know, you have no idea how good you know, who your competition is sure. really. And we chatted, chatted, and it turned that out was, that she came in second and I came in third. Oh yeah, so that was neat to run uh-huh. with with other people uh-huh. that were of like mind for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell me about some of the ga- the other games you've done. I know you've done some where you've gotten to do multiple events. So one one year I know you won your age group in like four events, right? Where you did uh-huh. you did the the eight hundred the 1500, the 5k and the 10k. Am I right? Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And what do you remember what year that was? That was when I just turned 75. Wow. So that was three years ago. Okay. In Birmingham. That was in Birmingham. Uh-huh. And you ran all three of those and got first place all in all. Or in three all four days. Yeah. You know, in three days. Birmingham. I had, in fact, <laughs> this is funny. I arrived there and I, you have to register and I didn't know whether I should back out of the, the 800, the, the 10K and the 800 were on the same day. Right. And so when I was going to register, there was a young man there and I said, do you think I should really do, you know, do you think I have time to get from the 10K to the 800? And he said, well, you know, it's about a half hour apart. 
And then I said, do you think I should do it? He said, well, you're here. You might as well. There you go. <laughs> so I, said, I would have oh, given you the same advice. I was hoping you would say, no, you oh, better yeah. no, not no, do no. that. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> well, he was smart. Right. You, uh, you did both and, and you got first place in both. Uh-huh. Have you had any experiences over the years on the track that like stick out to you for, for any reason, whether it's just something that was unique that happened? Obviously, the World Masters, that's, that's great. I think the other people running at the World Masters should be happy that your husband had a conference because if you would have run in more events i'm quite certain you would have taken home uh, some more medals is there any anything that you've done at these track meets that just kind of you know sticks out as something maybe that's unique or or just you know what is it like to be a part of those and really i i love the track meets I, it's kind of i shouldn't say it, but i like the crowd right uh, and it feels as if you're on your own and you want to perform. Right. Perform. You want to do well while right. people are watching. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Every two or four years, I see the same woman in the nationals of the Seijun Games. Right. Her name is Heidi Mabus. And she and I always compete. Are you guys, you guys the same age? Actually, she's a year or so older than I she's am. But so, older, right. right. Uh-huh. But you guys have run against each other a lot. Right. right. Uh-huh. And she's German, and her husband is too, and my husband is German. So they always had an affinity to each other. Right. And so we kind of, and she's just, she's just a lovely person. And we, up until the start, we we're chatting and everything. And then, and then it's all for the competition. Then it's game time. It's really, yeah. so far I've always beaten her, but I don't know. I'm, there's always there's going to be a time, but oh, man. it's always a close race. So she's a friend and a rival, right. and you're uh-huh. you're friends except you're except when you're in the middle of the race. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Do you have a distance that you run on the track that's your favorite, like your yeah. favorite race? I, I get, it's the 1500. 1500. Although I've done the 5000, I even did a 10000 once, which was oh boy. That's a that's a That's, ter- that's a lot of laps. Right. Yep. For uh-huh. sure. Yeah, that's that's super cool. But 1500's your favorite. Yeah. Right? I th- I think it's because it's kind of between I do best in it because a lot of the track people are sure they don't want to do that, but I have the experience of of the road races, which right. gives me the no doubt. What's what's the longest race you've ever run in in your life? Furthest I've distance? Never done more than a half marathon. You've done the half marathon. Have you run the Nashville Country Music Half Marathon here? Uh, yeah, three or four times. Yeah, but then uh, as I getting old, I don't like the big crowds. Right, that's a big one. There's a lot right. of people in that uh-huh. one for sure. Well, I'll tell you a story. But the worst race I've ever run in it was at the Senior Games in Houston, Texas, in June or July. Right. And it was the, well, we did both the 5K and the 10K there. And it was in the parking lot. I was, the call was called whatever the old stadium there is called. You know, the Astrodome. The Astrodome. But they call it a park. And they, when we got there, that was really a parking lot. Right. And they had just set up cones around the stadium. Oh, wow. No trees or anything. And this was in June or July. You know, the hot parking oh, meet, and we had to run a 10K around and around the stadium. And that, that was really bad. That's a I, lot. People, people, yeah. some people didn't make it. Like, but, you said, you said this might be my last senior games if this is, if this is where we're going to do this. That's right. <laughs> so are you, do you plan to continue competing in, in the senior games? I know, I know you've been running for a while now, almost 20 years. Is it something that you're, you're planning on? Oh, sticking sure. I, although I, I said when I turned, I always said when I was in my sixties that I quit when I turned 70, but now that, now I hope to make it to 80 if I ever get this foot 
better than oh yeah that's not good you'll be back from that in no time that's awesome i think i think you should definitely keep doing it you're good at it margie i've seen it with my own two eyes uh-huh. so and the fact that you like it is is super right, important uh-huh. but so the senior games they're they're always changing every year like the location where they are yes uh, in fact i didn't go last it was last summer they were in new mexico i didn't go it was just a complicated thing but in a year and a half They'll be in Florida, and I hope they'll hope to go then. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And they're in November, so they won't be so bad oh, in Florida. Right. So tell me about your family. You've been married for how long? Uh, 52 years. 52 years. And uh-huh. what's your husband's name? Hans. And you met him in Illinois? The University of Chicago. Oh, great. And you have how many children? Three. Three kids? Oh, uh-huh. Where do they live? Well, the oldest is Erica, and she lives outside of Chicago. And she has three daughters, and then we have a son, Andy, who lives right here in Nashville, about a mile away from us, which is nice. And he has one son. And then our son, Kevin, who lives in Durham, North Carolina, and he has two little girls. Nice. And he has another story. He, he In high school, he played tennis and soccer. And, oh, this probably was seven or eight years ago. They come every other Thanksgiving, and they go right. to Thanksgiving the other grandparents the other times. Right. And I always signed them up for the Boulevard Bolt. Oh, yeah. And he, the first year, actually, his older brother beat him, but then he decided he'd like it. And this year, he won the 40s. Whoa. Isn't that something we didn't like? It was a five-something mile. Right, yeah. And he got, he got first yeah. place in his age group. Man, yeah. it's well, it's in the family. I bet you gave him the good running gene. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that he, you know, we didn't realize it till. Oh, he didn't the, realize till it was already. Oh, wow. He didn't realize it till he was oh, 37 years old. Oh, man. <laughs> well, he's still got, I mean, That's if he's right. like his mom, he's going to be, he's got a bright future. Yeah, and he still, he really likes it too. Right. So you've always been a tennis player too. So you said you played in high school, but you also stuck with it. That's something that you right. Did a lot. My husband and I played tennis for years and years. Yeah. Uh, I played competitive tennis. Oh wow! But you know what? I and again, that was it took me a while to realize that, that I was good, but I never had the killer instinct. Right. Where, and you don't need that in running, and you just need to just keep on going with right. running. And the, and I so. And I didn't like the politics of, of tennis, whereas really there's no politics, well, at least in my, at my stage, there's right. no politics in running. So right. it's just, it's you know, all you just, good. And it's all you, you know, there's, there are no calls to make or anything like that. You just run when whoever finishes first wins. There you go. It's pretty <laughs> simple in that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember what, what it felt like when you ran your first race? I know you said when it was, but do you... Do you remember when you finished that race, a feeling of, man, this is something I really, really want to keep doing? Was it almost almost instant? I think that's super neat that you just decided, okay, I'm going to pick this race and I'm going to put myself out there and, and try something new. Again, it's very evident that you're good at it with all the success that you've had. But did you feel that almost immediately when you when you participated in that first race? Oh, yes. Especially after when I did those first senior games in at MTSU, it was 
uh, you know, just one race after another. It was it's like, yes, let's keep on going. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So when you took speed sessions, I know you and I are big Mark Miller fans. He's a, he's a great coach. He always did such a great job of not only telling you what the workout is, but explaining the workout and what the benefits are from it. What do you remember about doing those those track workouts with speed sessions? I always loved it when you're out there because I just like to I just like to cheer you on when you were when you were running. Fact, around. I remember I would have to tell you to be quiet. <laughs> You are not the first one who said to tell me to be quiet, believe it or not, Margie. <laughs> I just get excited easily. <laughs> tell me about Fleet Feet Speed Sessions, what, what you kind of remember from doing those and what you liked about it. Actually, I started Fleet Feet Sessions when they were at Ensworth. Oh, right. And were you at there? Or no. no, no. I, think, I think I started the year after that. Okay. Was Mark was... Mark's, Mark, yeah, Mark did it before, right. uh-huh, a couple right. of years before I started with Fleet Feet, uh-huh. for sure. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I really even understood you know, that you should really do speed work. Right. I remember I would always hang with Diana Bebo because she knew how to work her watch. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we worked together. It was fun, but it was also uh, very tiring. Really, sure. speed sessions are really tiring. Challenging, uh-huh. right? The one thing that I've heard a lot from people, and I, I would take speed sessions myself, of course, and you know, if I helped out in the morning, then I'd take the evening speed uh-huh. sessions or vice uh-huh. versa. And the one thing that I will always remember about what running on a track taught me, I played basketball and golf growing up. I didn't get started running until I was out of college and you know, did it more because I wanted to just get out and move around than I did you know, expecting any positive results from it per se. But I remember it was the running in those speed sessions where I first learned that you or we as runners have a lot more levels than we think we do. Like sometimes when you first Mm -hmm. start running, you get to where you feel like, okay, if I, if I go any faster, I might black out or faint or Mm -hmm. like, this is, this is absolutely as fast as I can go because my body's just telling me to slow down or my body's telling me to stop. When you run on the track, even if you're only running fast for a small amount of time, you realize that you can run faster than you think you can. And you can go a little bit harder than you think you can. And your body allows you to do it. Right. That's, that's what I remember the most. Uh Yeah. And at the track, you're still sometimes after you stop, you're still breathing heavily five minutes later. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems cheaper. So I should be able to catch my breath. And I, I always know if I've worked hard, if I cough too, after I finish. That means you were pushing, pushing your engine uh, hard enough to feel that. When you were doing some Fleet Feet Speed sessions, you were competing in senior games then as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you were, you were down so That up. really helped. Yeah. That's awesome. What does your family think about all your running? What what are your what does your husband and kids think about about your running? And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they know how good you are and how successful you are at it. Oh, actually, my husband when I f- first started, he just thought this will be oh, this will pass, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Oh, and he's he's a quiet supporter, right? And that's the way it should be. And I I was lucky. I didn't start until the children were in college, and so right. I. Didn't feel as if I was neglecting them or doing, you know, so that was fine. But now, no, they, especially my son, Kevin, checks up on me all the time because he he understands running. Oh, for sure. Well, I think it's super neat, Margie. I've always, again, I remember meeting you through Fleet Feet Speed Sessions, but then when I would see you outside of that, whether it was at the Boulevard Bolt or a local 5K, I mean, just seeing you would get me excited. And I, I, I love to 
watch you run like you do because I can see how much you enjoy it. And again, I think God created you to be a runner, Margie. I've seen you do it enough that, you know, I think you've got a lot of a lot of real talent for it. So I'm I'm glad that you do it. Uh, well, I am too. Yeah. Let's talk just a little bit about Nashville. So you've lived you said you moved several different places after you first got married. What was it that brought you to Nashville? Vanderbilt. My husband got a job here at Vanderbilt. Right. Right across the street. Right, right. over there. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. And so do you know how long you've lived here? Since 1980. Okay. And what do you think about Nashville now versus what it was like in 1980 when you moved here? Is there any differences at all? <laughs> Silly question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there are big differences. But, it's, well, the traffic, just the traffic getting here was, was hard, too. Right. But let's say in running... Of course, there's more of a variety of people. You don't. I used to. It used to be the same group of people that you'd see every Saturday, and was. But now there's. Of course, there are more races, so that's more spread. People choose different races, right? And there are a lot more people and from that you don't know at the races. So the 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 running community has grown right. quite a bit, uh-huh. just like Nashville has. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you were mayor of Nashville. Margie, and you could you could change something about the city. Is there is there anything you'd like to change and take care of as mayor? More sidewalks. More sidewalks. sidewalks. There you yes. Go. So you so we can move around the city better on your on foot. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right. Or just be able to take walks. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. Totally. Although I guess that wouldn't really help the runners. We still would probably run on the street. Is that right? That's right. I mean, I always run on the roads. The roads are softer than sidewalks uh-huh. are. They have a little bit of give to them where, where sidewalks don't. So I still get the occasional ugly look or people will beep the horn at me when I'm running and right next to me is a sidewalk. And of course, I don't have time to explain to them that I'm doing it for a reason, but the roads are softer for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. So I, I already asked you this earlier, but do you listen to music when you run? No. In fact, I'm Totally, that would that would take away all the pleasure for me. I think you, I would be, I wouldn't feel as rested if I had to listen to music. Right. You like you like to be you like to be right, by just, yourself uh-huh. running and 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 be able to think. Uh-huh. Right. You said we talked a little bit about music before we hit record. What's your favorite concert that you've ever seen living in Nashville? Yeah. Well, actually, we don't go to many concerts at all. We do go to the symphony, but I. My favorite had to be oh, a long time ago. We went to a Willie Nelson concert for some reason. I mean, we really don't go to country music concerts, but uh, I guess we just uh, to go to that one. And it was really special. First of all, it was at the Ryman Auditorium, which is a small venue. Sure. And then we were probably one of the older people there, but they were young guys in the balcony throwing hats to Willie Nelson, and he would throw them back to him. Oh, wow. And he just kept on singing and singing. I don't think he took a break the whole time. He's super entertaining. Yeah, that's a good one. At the Ryman, especially, Uh too, to see a super famous singer at a super famous venue. That's a good one. That's a a good memory for, Uh for that. So what we're going to do, Margie, is we're going to do what's called running the 615 speed sessions. All right. Oh dear. So you've taken speed sessions before. Yes. So I know you know what uh-huh. that is, but these are just quick questions. So I'm just going to give you a question and you just think of the answer okay. uh, as, as soon as you can. Not as soon as you can. You can take as much time as you like, but we're just going to do a lot of questions in a small amount of time. And you just tell me what answer suits you the best. Okay. Does that sound all right? Okay. Let me ask you this, Margie. Do you know what the fastest mile you've ever run in your life is? 650. 
oh man awesome that's super fast margie that was a long time ago that was that was when i was about 61 i think that's super fast margie that's very impressive okay several questions you ready here we go do you like to run on the roads the trails or the track roads roads okay are you an early bird or a night owl (laughs) neither but (laughs) but runners have to be early birds okay we'll say early bird what is your favorite nashville restaurant oh my um, or at least one of yeah. them. Yeah, you know what? Can I skip that question? Okay, sure, skip. To tell you the truth, I don't like to go out to eat. You don't like to go out to I eat? Well, like you're super famous, so a lot of people would try to bother <laughs> no, no. you, so that's probably what no, it is. Just... That's all right. How about this? Do you like coffee, tea, soda, or water? Coffee in the morning and water the rest of the day. There you go. Do you like dogs or cats? <laughs> <laughs> I'm neutral. I, you like them I both. I can take them or leave them, really. Okay, do you have any dogs or cats? We've had, we've had several dogs, okay. but we don't know. There you go. Do you feel like you're a talker or a listener? A listener, definitely. Definitely listener. Which one do you think I am? <laughs> Silly question. <laughs> no, you listen well, too. Well, thank you. Would you rather go to the beach or to the mountains? Mountains. Okay. What is your favorite food? Favorite food? Lasagna. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite candy? Candy is a Three Musketeer. Okay. Do you have a favorite sports team? You ever been a sports oh, team? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I could go on for hours about this. Well, here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about it. That's, the Chicago White Sox. That's your favorite? Oh, it's been since I was six years old with my friend Susan across the street. We would sit in front of the little 10-inch TV and... And watch the White Sox play. And if they won, we would get on our bikes and run down and ride down to the local drugstore and buy ourselves a Coke. Man, I yes. still, my 60th birthday party was at the Comiskey Park. Wow. And then when the White Sox went to the World Series and won the World Series in 2005, my first grandchild had just been born. She was three months old and was in Chicago. So my daughter... The three-month-old granddaughter and I went to one of the World Series games in Chicago. Together, because I said she will never have to wait as long as I did to go to (laughs) the White Sox to win the World Series. We need to go now. We got to take advantage of this. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any Nashville teams that you root for? Well, of course, the Titans. That's my that's my favorite team. The Titans. Gonna wear blue this Sunday. I hope, man. I'm gonna be really, really excited if they win this Sunday. This Sunday's a big game, so they need to win that one. They're all big games anymore, but Uh so that's something that might annoy you is is if your if your White Sox aren't performing well. Maybe that's 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 not an annoyance. I think it's like some habit that annoys me. Right. Well, I'm still searching. I don't think anything annoys you, Margie. I think you're just, uh, you're pretty okay with anything. What is your dream vacation spot? Anywhere you'd like to go that you've never been? This is silly. I don't really like to travel. Oh, you don't like to go on vacation? Well, I don't like to travel. It's terrible. I, I would, there are enough things here, right here in Nashville to do. I don't, I don't understand. That's okay. That's, per- that's perfect. I love Nashville. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with staying here. How about this? What is your favorite way to recover after a long race or a hard workout? How do you do you have anything special you do when to recover? Well, I used to we'd come home and then my, my husband would fix me an omelet. There you but, go. Uh-huh. That's a good reason to go run. Is there anything that you are afraid of, Margie? I'm afraid of bridges and heights. Bridges and heights. I, I mean, I. What, what I'm afraid, I'm not really afraid, but I have this urge that I want to throw my purse off the bridge. <laughs> if you're ever on the bridge, you just want, you're just like, I want to throw my purse off right. it. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, that just makes me glad that I don't carry a purse. I'd probably want to do the same thing. 
when you run, do you wear a watch or do you not wear your watch? I wear my watch. Okay. What is the best part of living in Nashville for you? Uh, well, of course, the weather and to be able to run you know, most year round. I don't know how people do it up north. Right. You being a Chicago girl. I'm right. Sure I don't know, know how I did it. We used to stand on the corner waiting for the school bus. I don't know. Right. The, the weather and the trees. And I'd like the, my f- next favorite thing after running is gardening. And so. And uh, Nashville's good for that. that. Yeah. Oh, so. great. Would you rather go on an airplane trip or a road trip? You already said you don't like to travel. Would you rather? Right. Definitely a road trip. Definitely a road trip. What's your favorite, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. Me too. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? <laughs> Actually, it's running. I mean, I'm, I'm terribly one-sided. I just like running. Right? That's good. That's, that's, a, that's a good habit. What's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Me too. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Do you remember any good advice you've been given? My mother, even before Nike, would just say, just do it. Just do it. That was, you know, way before Nike. Oh, wow. Just do, you know, if you had something, you know, something, a chore or something or the homework or something, just do it and get it over with. There you go. That's great advice. (laughs) Then you don't have to think about it anymore. Is there anything or any person that inspires you? Who or what inspires you? A runner or anybody? Anybody, yeah. Anybody. I wish I were more like him as Peter Pressman. So I was a huge Peter Pressman fan because I worked at Fleet Feet. He would come in and bring the, you know, they would do the monthly little Nashville Strider magazines. So he would always come in and drop those off. And I loved when he came in the store, we would just talk about life, talk about the Titans, talk about the Predators, and of course running. He just, he was a really, really fun guy to be around and definitely inspirational, like you're saying. And he always made everybody feel special. You always had time for each person. For sure, yeah. We at Fleet Feet as well at the around the time of the half marathon, full marathon, country music each year. He and I would do a little informational meeting for people who had maybe never run the race or people who wanted to just learn more about it. And we would do that together, and it was just so fun to get to, you know, do that with him. And we'd always look forward to it each year because we were always a part of the race. But he is Peter Pressman is. Mm-hmm is definitely missed. I wish he was still here. Do you have any advice, Margie, that you would give to your younger self if you could? Start running sooner. <laughs> Start running sooner. There you go. You're, you're, you're going to be really good at this. You should have started sooner. And don't be afraid. Just, you know, I had to wait till 60 to try something new. You just try something new when you're 20 or whenever. Don't be afraid. Uh-huh. That's, that's great advice. Do you think it's better to be physically tough or mentally tough? In running or in, or in life? Well, yeah, both, both. Yeah. Well, the people who do marathons, they say, in fact, Peter used to say he thinks marathons are all mental. But right. I, that's one thing I don't agree with. I, I don't think I could, when I get finished with a half marathon, I don't think I could. That's even if I told myself I could do it, I don't think I could do it. Right. So, so they say, you know, running is mental, but I think it's physical. Right. I'm, I'm, you would, you maybe at a be. different, different, maybe when you get to the Olympics. Right. It's partly mental, but if you can't well, you, if you can't get your legs to work, you can't work. That's get, right. right. No, that's good. So physically tough is what you would prefer. I love it. So we we talked about what your favorite distance is on the track. What's just your favorite race distance as a whole? As far as maybe maybe a road race, what's what's your favorite distance? 
I guess the the 5K or right. the five mile is nice. Yeah. I love the Boulevard Bolt. Uh-huh. That race is, it's a great day. Of course, it's Thanksgiving. That's our favorite holiday. But that, that race is really fun for five miles plus the last miles downhill. Exactly. I love that. You just got to make it to mile four and then you can put your hands up. Do you like to run in the hot or run in the cold? I really prefer the hot. If you had to, if it's really hot or really cold, I'd choose really hot. Yeah, because cold, it's you, you can't relax. It's, that's true. Some yeah, that's well. That's a good thing about being in Nashville. You already said that. Do you have any goals that you would like to accomplish in the future that you haven't accomplished yet for running? Is there anything that's still out there that you're that you're shooting for? No, I just want to keep going. I think the stage make it. I do well. My goal is to make sure I I'm still running when I'm eighty, so I can go to the senior the nationals in florida yeah there you go that's a great goal this is a deep one margie what is the purpose of life purpose of life and i may be old-fashioned with this but i still think it is to the family to keep going to the to make sure you 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 do the best you can with your children so that they can do the best with their children it's just Set a good example for your kids so they can set a good example for others. Uh Well, you're one of my favorite people, Margie. Ever since I've met you through running, I've always, you know, done my best to stay in touch with you because I like talking to you and I like, you know, knowing that you're out there running. I think you're really good at it. And I'm glad that you discovered running and you've just been a really, you know, a, a good friend and enjoyable person to know. And you, I mean, you inspire me to run Margie when, when I see you run and think about you running in races and still winning medals, like it's inspiring to know you and to see what you've done. My goal in running has always been to just keep doing it. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to be winning medals like you, but as long as I'm still doing it down the road, that's, that's, that's my goal. So thank you for being a, an inspiration to me. And I know, I know you will be uh, inspiration to the running the 615 listeners as well. I'll tell all the listeners out there when I sent Margie a text message saying, hey, I started a podcast and I would love for you to come be a guest. Margie's response was, what is a podcast? <laughs> so thank you for trusting me and coming here and talking to me for a bit so that we could record it and, and other runners could hear your story. Is there anything that you want to tell people about running that you think has just been a key to your success or, or a secret that you fi- figured out along the way? Any, any inspirational words you want to want to tell the listeners? One thing about running is if you practice, you will get better. You know, in, like in some sports, you probably will might not, but in running, if you practice, you'll get better. Keep doing it and uh, you will improve. Mm-hmm. That's right. And try to find something that you love in running because right. it's easier to do it when you like it. Right. right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that seems to be a component that you've always had. Thank you, Margie, for coming and talking to me and for being on this podcast. And thank you for just being a good friend to me over the years. I look forward to getting more text messages from you in the future, showing me your medals, because that helps me out. Okay. Now that I have your phone number, I'll be texting you. There you go. Thanks, Margie. Thank you. 